you can always yes we're going to start the recording as well and you can always um put in the chat if you have questions you know and we will we might stop in the middle to address it you know praise god so today we are going to be talking about um really we're going to be talking about submitting to god in 2022 hallelujah that's going to be our focus submitting to god and you will see the whole goal again of sunday school is to also um summarize a lot of the teachings that pastor chuka would have taught in the other during the thursdays and the sundays and to kind of bring it all together as best as possible and uh, so again this is the opportunity for us all to speak and kind of speak up and also this is also an opportunity that we learn you know and the, the intent is to practicalize things as much as we can praise god hallelujah so our scripture focus will be from luke 10 from verse 38 to 42 from luke 10 and this is the story of uh mary and martha it's a little different it's uh this is i believe this is um earlier this is before um their brother lazarus was raised from the dead you know, but this is when Jesus was visiting um, their house. So I'm just going to share that scripture very quickly. You know, I will read. Uh, so Luke 10 from 38 to 39. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha and she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation he shared. But Martha became exasperated with finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her to get up and help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? 42. And that's really our key. It says, Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She's undistracted. And I won't take this privilege from her. Praise the Lord. You know, this is a very interesting one because Jesus was visiting, you know, and in, I mean, somebody was busy with the tasks of the house and the other sister chose to sit you know, the other sister chose to sit at the feet of Jesus, just hearing his word, you know. And again, we, if you also think about our time of prayer and fasting, many of us have been praying and fasting through the month of January. The new year is an opportunity for us. I see it as an opportunity for new beginnings. Hallelujah. And fasting and praying definitely does not, uh, it definitely helps you to turn a new page with God and to start the conversation, you know, restart the conversation, you know, uh, really for the new year, you know, and we thank God that we've been doing that. I hope that uh, even if you could not fast for one reason or the other, that you don't condemn yourself, you know. The time of fasting and praying is a time of renewal of strength, you know. God will still renew your strength, you know. You can also continue to consecrate yourself to God, you know. The opportunity with fasting is to really, um, like, like, deny our flesh so that our spirit has the opportunity to be fed 
And how is it fed? It's fed by our reading the word and our spending time with God. So that's really the whole point of fasting. You know, we're not fasting so that we move God's hand. And if you recall, Pastor Chuka taught that we are fasting so that our spirits become alive and we can hear God more clearly. And how much more? It's the new year, right? So there's an opportunity. But again, we can continue to fast through the rest of the year. It's really up to us. It's just that from a church perspective, we've chosen to fast in January. So it's it's just the opportunity to feed our born again spirits in the word and to hear from God and to also communicate with God. That's in a place of prayer, you know. So again, if you haven't been able to fast, maybe for medical reasons or whatever the reason might be, don't condemn yourself. Don't let the enemy condemn you. God loves you. God's love from you, God's love for you does never changes. You fast or you don't, no matter, it's not about your performance, actually. It's not about your performance. It's not about your good deeds. The love of God for you and I is a constant. You know, that's what that song was telling us about that. That love is in excess. It's so we're so undeserving, but it's within God's ability to keep loving us, hallelujah, and to keep being patient with us. Even when we miss it, he will make a way for us to come back, hallelujah, and to change. He will keep walking with us to make sure, to help us to change. And we thank God that he's a father like that, hallelujah. So back to our scripture, you know. So again, the topic is submitting to God, right? Submitting to God in, uh, submit yourself to God in 2022. Submitting, and our scripture focus was on Luke 10, 38 to 42. We saw how Mary decided to submit herself, right? She she decided that, look, um, she would, she pretty much sat attentively be, before the master. She sat close. She was not in the rafters. She needed to hear every word. She was focused on what he had to say. She needed to hear every scripture. You know, her phone could have rung and she would have ignored it because this was key. This was critical. Hallelujah. And the challenge to me and really everyone is how do we treat this, our relationship with Jesus and his word? You know, do we give it the priority that it needs? Do we give it the focus that it needs? You know, do we really give it the focus so that we can really hear what God is saying? And that's what Mary did. She submitted herself to God in this situation. She submitted herself to the influence of the word, you know. And when you and I, when we submit to God and his word, it it transforms our life. Hallelujah. It literally does a work in us. It First of all, it even changes how you see yourself. It changes your perspective. It changes how you and I see circumstances. So, you know, and then so many things happen. And I'm just going to talk about a few things that happen when we submit to the word. Hallelujah. Submit to the word. By the grace of God, um, if I have opportunity, we'll continue to talk about um, how else, how it helps us when we submit to the word of God. Hallelujah. So let's, so now, um, Sister Maya, the topic has kind of condensed to submitting to the word of God. Hallelujah. In 2022. So if you think about it, you know, Sunday school is practical. So by the grace of God, I'm going to try to make it as practical as possible. And again, if you have questions, please don't be shy. You know, you can, uh, you can actually, maybe it's actually best to send me, send the chats to everyone so that we can all kind of follow along. 
you know, or there will be opportunity also for everyone to chime in at some point. So first of all, the written word of God, right? It is a primary way that God will speak to you and I. Hallelujah. When you and I are in relationship with each other, one of the things that's critical for any relationship is communication, right? The same way when you and I made Jesus the Lord of our lives, our communication with, you know, to God and from God, it becomes critical, right? But one of the key ways, the primary way that God will speak to you and I is primarily through his word. So the word of God is supposed to, is our guide. It's our lamp and it's, it lightens, it's supposed to throw light, shed light on our path. It tells us who we are. In fact, it even tells us why we need Jesus. Hallelujah. Why we need Jesus. That's what the power of the word of God does, you know, and we thank God for the written word. Hallelujah. We thank God for the written word. The Bible also tells us, right, in Hebrews 11.6, that God does something that's so interesting. Hebrews 11.6 tells us that God rewards. I'm not going to open it. Please write it down. I encourage us to read it later. It tells us God rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him, you know, and this is one of the ways in which we seek God by reading his word. Hallelujah. Because you are in a relationship, right? It is a living relationship. So in order to hear God speak to you, one of the primary ways is that he will speak to you through your Bible. So it becomes imperative as a child of God in relationship with Jesus to keep that communication open and active by studying and obeying God's word. That's one of the primary ways in which we seek to know God. That's how we come to know, we come to understand his character. We come to see what God represents, you know, and doing this comes with a lot of rewards. Hallelujah. God will reward you and I, when you diligently seek him in the place of prayer, yes, and also in the place of his word, hallelujah. I mean, if, for example, you became born again, I, I mean, you could, have, you might have become born again, like maybe 20 years ago, but if you and I, if we're not students, if we don't continually read and study the word, compare it, right, to a child that has chosen not to eat, right? Maybe the child has chosen not to eat any proteins, right? Or any vital part of his, his or her diet, right? And has just chosen to eat carbohydrates only. So think about maybe you've just chosen that, look, I'm only going to relate with God in a place of prayer and hearing whatever scripture I want to hear from church. Nothing wrong with praying, nothing wrong with hearing the word of God in church, but you need to hear God for your individual self, right? And if, for example, somebody decides to eat only carbohydrates, there's a, I mean, they have a stunted growth. The same way, if you and I choose not to become students who consistently read and study the word of God, and then take it a step further, obey also the word of God, we become stunted in our spiritual growth. Hallelujah. We become stunted because it means that we, I mean, what is, what is really your foundational grounding at that point? Because the bottom line is when we became born again, remember we shared this a while back that we are, that we, we are, we have a spirit, right? We have a soul 
right? And, and it's housed in a body, this physical flesh, right? And now you are born again. Your spirit has been made alive to God. Hallelujah. And then you decide not to feed that born again spirit adequately with the word of God. The flesh, I mean, what happens? Can anybody help me out? What happens? The soul, right? And the body. What do they do in response? Because you're eating your three physical meals a day, right? But yet you are neglecting the word of God. Any thoughts on what could happen? Okay. All right. No, nobody's ready to speak. I'll, I'll just keep going until we're ready to speak. But what could happen? Did somebody unmute themselves? I did. I said spiritual mashup. <laughs> that's a good one. Yes. So yes, that's actually one. They used to call this malnourishment, you know, when people would... um. There are parts of the world whereby if children are not given, in fact, every part of the world, if children are not given adequate, uh, the adequate nutrients that they need, maybe they're give, if they're given too much carbs, for example, their bellies become so huge, their heads become so huge because there's no protein in their diet. There are no vegetables in their diet. You know, there's not a lot of fiber in their diet, you know? So, and that's what Pastor Chuka is referring to as Kwashoko. Yeah, that's exactly what it is you know so we you and i we cannot afford to be stunted in our spiritual growth that was not god's intent god did not intend that you and i become born again and even though you're telling everybody that you've been born again for 20 years but yet you're not a consistent you're not consistently reading the word of god that means your actions will not be cannot be impacted by the word of god you cannot really step into what god intended for you and i to step into hallelujah it means your thinking will still not will not be founded on the word of god it will be founded on your own ideas hallelujah from before and so reading and studying the word it is critical for us hallelujah it's one of the greatest investments that you and I will ever make for ourselves. Why? The Bible is our handbook for living. The Bible has all the answers to live a peaceful and successful life. God will use God's intent is that his word will teach us. His word will correct us. His word will change us and help us to fulfill our destiny here on earth. Hallelujah here on earth god did not intend that we live here in ignorance and we wonder god why won't you send help meanwhile that help was already there all along we just never rose up to the expectation to hear god speak to us through his word hallelujah you know that will not be our portion in the name of jesus by the grace of god we will be people who hunger and thirst for the word of god hallelujah so let's um we're going to read a uh, scripture. We're going to read 2 Timothy chapter 3 from verse 16 to 17. 2 Timothy chapter 3 from verse 16 to 17. My apologies for the message. The message, we're reading the message version, and it tends to put a couple of verses together. But what I will do is I will start from verse 16. Verse 16 starts from where my mouse is here. You know, in the, I think this is like the third sentence right here. This is every part of scripture is God breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, 
exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. Hallelujah. That was God's intent. That's God's intent about his word. His word should be what has the most impact on our lives. Hallelujah. His word is what should be the source of our transformation. Hallelujah. So as, as you can imagine, it's not what you do, right? That's once or twice that causes transformation, but it's what you and I do consistently. You know, for example, I mean, I want to lose weight. And one of the things I was telling God, I said, God, I want to lose weight, you know? And I realized that if I do not take the time to exercise regularly and to eat well, you know, I might as well just hang up. Uh, I might as well just write down that goal, like a mere goal. The same thing with our Bible, with our studying of the Bible. This is something in which, which you and I have to do consistently. You know, the same way that if you and I do not eat physical food, right? You start to lose weight, right? And you start to look like, I mean, I, I don't know. You start to look like maybe, okay, people start to ask you sometimes like, what's wrong? Everything okay? You're, you seem really lean, you know? The same thing, the same thing, but it's just that it has even more significant uh, impacts to our lives if we're not consistent with our study of the word of God. Hallelujah. So when you and I study the word of God and then, and we decide that, look, this is a lifelong affair. Why? Because this is God's way of speaking to me. God is going to speak to me through this word. I cannot afford to live this life without hearing God's voice, without knowing God's intention. Hallelujah. About my life, you know? So because of that, I need a commitment, knowing that that is my main source of change. You know, I could sit down here and write like 50 rules for everybody to follow, but no, that's not how God's word works. God is intending that as you and I, as we open our Bibles every day, we will trust the Holy Spirit to help us to understand his word. Hallelujah. And then he starts to change our thinking from the inside out, right? Another way we also hear the word of God is like now, now you and I are in church, right? That's another reason why the Bible tells us Hebrews 10, 25, that we should not forsake the gathering of unbelief of, sorry, the gathering of believers. Hallelujah. We should not forsake the gathering of believers. That's why it becomes imperative that you and I, we are part of a fellowship and we motivate one another. Hallelujah. We encourage one another. And then if you are part of a fellowship, a church like we have here, God has planted in every church, pastors, elders, you know, evangelists, that their mission, their goal, the call that God has placed on their life is to minister the word of God. And that again is how you and I grow. If you neglect one over the other, you leave room for you to have stunted growth, stunted spiritual growth beyond that. I mean, for every circumstance that God has provided a word, it is because there are circumstances ahead of you and I that we do not know, but God has already provided help ahead of time. Praise the Lord. 
God has already provided help ahead of time. I'll give you an example. It took me a while to understand that Jesus gave me and, uh, and you, as, as long as we're born again, that we have authority. Hallelujah. We have authority over the spiritual wickedness. So over demonic influences in the world, and we can take that authority. Hallelujah. But if you and I have not come to church and we have heard the authority of the believer preached, or if you have not read about it in the Bible, then how that's a gap right there that you cannot, right? That you don't know what you don't know now, you know? So if there's a circumstance that maybe is facing you or facing one of your children, how can you stand there? How can you take authority over that situation and say, look, if, for example, there's strife, continuous strife in my household, there's something I need to do about it as a child of God. God has made that provision, but it becomes imperative for me to know about that provision for myself, to hear about it in church, to go to the word of God, understand it for myself, and then I cannot apply it to that situation as strife. You have no more room in my family's life in the name of Jesus. I take authority. Why? Because according to the word of God, Jesus gave me authority, hallelujah, over demons and spiritual wickedness in high places. So I can take authority, hallelujah, and I can plead the blood of Jesus and believe it. That is actually, now I'm going into doing the word. Now you have heard, you have believed, and then you do. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So it's imperative that you and I, if you, if you and I intend to live the abundant life that Jesus died for, part of the package is being a student of the word of God. Hallelujah. Part of the package is being in a place where you can hear the word of God being preached. Hallelujah. And part of the package is believing that word. Be like a little child. Believe that word. Hallelujah. And then do that word. There is a reward in that seeking. That's what the word of God tells us. And I mean, this is really, this is a place to give praise because it means for every circumstance, right? In my future that I don't even know about. God has already gone ahead of me. There is word that God has made available for me. Hallelujah. There, are, there is word in, be it in Sunday school, be it in the preachings, hallelujah, be it in the Thursday uh, Bible study. There are, there, are, there are pretty much, there is help that God has made available for me. And all that God is asking me to do is come to the table, eat, hallelujah. Come to the table, eat before be strong let your born again spirit be strong don't let it have stunted growth so that that born again spirit can start to affect your decisions it can start to affect your actions it can start to affect how you raise your children it can start to affect what is it what what's what your attitude is about hallelujah so it becomes imperative that you and i read the word of god i'm going to i'm going to just give us like a few minutes pastor chuka how am i doing on time hallelujah hallelujah praise the lord so we're going to we're going to talk talk through a few benefits of us being students of the word of god and it's critical that we remind ourselves of this every day it's critical why because you know really we live in this world right and there are things there's so much there's so many voices to be heard 
there's so many influences, right? There's so many things that try to influence us. And a lot of times, in fact, almost all the time, all those voices, they are directly against the purpose of God. Hallelujah. They are directly against the purpose of God. So that's why, and you know, I remember we shared this a while back that when we were born again, was our body born again? Can anybody help me? Was our physical body born again when we were born again? No. It wasn't born again. Thank you. Was our soul born again? Yes. No, our soul was not born again. Hallelujah. You know why? It's our spirit that was actually born again. It's our spirit that was made alive because of Jesus. But that soul, that soul is our mind, our will, and emotions. That's the part of us that has that that has gone to school, that's very intellectual, hallelujah, that understands the word of God. And again, I encourage us to, I think we're going to revisit the teaching by the grace of God, but by the grace of God, we will will dive more into that uh, again in a future future teaching. But because our soul, that soul is not saved, right? So now our soul is not saved, our physical body is not saved, but our born-again spirit is saved. But if when if that born again spirit it does not have the word of God though, right? Our thinking will remain the same, even if you've been born again for twenty years. If if you have not allowed the word of God to be implanted, right, in that born again spirit enough to affect your soul and your spirit, your thinking, my thinking, will remain the same. So let's read Romans twelve one to two. Romans 12, 1 to 2. All right. Uh, Okay. Um, So again, this is the message. The message has a unique way of uh, putting a lot of verses together, but by the grace of God, we will learn. And I'm trying trying to move it up. It's not moving up. Okay. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. It says, take your every, God helping you, take your everyday ordinary life, you're sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. It says embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. It says don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Praise the Lord. I'm also going to read from NLT because that was a, that was a lot. So again, a student of the word, you would read from, you, you can use the King James Version as your main version, but also look for also other we also have other translations that will help us to understand the word of God better. Praise the Lord. You will see us do that as we teach, you know, and I'm about, to, and I'm doing that again. I'm reading the same uh, portion of scripture in a different translation. It says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is, this is truly the way to worship him. Verse two is really what I'm, gone in for. He says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, 
But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Hallelujah. And I'm here to say that the way you and I can change the way that we think is how? By reading and studying the word of God. Hallelujah. It's not by following um, maybe seven rules and 10 commandments, right? Just start to read the word of God. Start to renew your mind with the word of God. Hallelujah. It will start to change. Think about your thoughts, right? Remember your thoughts, they, they, your thoughts are, they are the starter for our words. What I think, eventually I'm going to say it, right? What I think eventually is going to come up, come out in my attitude. It's going to come out in my decision. It's going to affect my relationships. It's going to affect how I see other, myself and how I see other people, you know? So for example, let's say I'm feeling insecure. Some of us, we feel insecure. I mean, we're human, right? We feel insecure. We Sometimes there are times we feel insignificant. Or sometimes we have a hard time receiving God's unconditional love, right? But yet the word of God is telling us differently. You know, the word of God tells us how God sees us. That should start to affect how we see ourselves. In fact, it should start to change those negative thoughts so that no longer will, should I droop my head because I feel that I'm insignificant or insecure about something. I should start to, God's narrative on what he feels about me should start to really dominate, should start to really help me on how I see myself. And I will share an example on how God sees you and I, praise the Lord. That's, I mean, for me, that's huge because almost if you look at, if you, if you base yourself on how the world looks at us, hallelujah, if you base your feelings on how, for example, if you're simply black, right? And you base your feelings on how the world thinks about people of color, you are not going to have a lot of confidence. You are not going to do anything with a lot of confidence. See, that's why the world cannot dictate the narrative for our hearts. The word of God has to tell us that foundation of how God sees us. And that's what we need to hold on to. Hallelujah. If you look at Jeremiah 1 verse 5, this is what the word of God says about you and I. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you. Hallelujah. Sister Ronke, before you were formed in the womb, God knew you. God approved of you. Hallelujah. And he, he, Sister Sandy, before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you, God approved of you as his chosen instrument. Hallelujah. Sister EJ, before you were born, God separated you and set you apart. He consecrated you. Hallelujah. He appointed you as a prophet to the nations. That's God's word to all of us. Hallelujah. Sister Tony, before God knew, before you were formed, hallelujah, in the womb, God knew you, God approved of you, your days before God, he has designed them, you and I, we have value before God, hallelujah, and if you believe that to be true, that is again the next hurdle, you actually have to believe that what God's word is saying, yes, it is for you, hallelujah, it's for you, Sister Eva. Hallelujah. God is not discriminating 
at all. God is not looking at what you are, how much you gave. God is not looking at how, how much you've been helping people. His love for you and I is a constant. Hallelujah. So I challenge you and I today. How about you and I start believing in what God said about you? You see why we need the word of God? This is God's speaking to you and I. This is God speaking to you and I. Hallelujah. Directly. Directly. You know, this is God speaking to you and I. No longer should we be feeling insecure and insignificant. In fact, if you get to a point whereby you put this in practice and day in, day out, according to Joshua 1, you put the word in your mouth. You will start to say to yourself, I am approved of God. Hallelujah. I'm always accepted by God. Hallelujah. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. My children, you start to make those declarations to your children. God loves me and cares about every single detail of my life. Psalm 37 verse 23, he cares about every single detail of your life, of my life. Hallelujah. Psalm 139 from verse 13 to 14, I am fearfully, I'm wonderfully made. Hallelujah. His plan for me is for good and not for evil. Hallelujah. God, if you, so that that way, the minute you find yourself thinking those thoughts, those negative thoughts, and you start to replace the truth of the word of, with the word of God, you know, you're already submitting to God. Hallelujah. When the enemy is trying to tell you that you are unlovable because of maybe a mistake you made, then you start reminding him of what God says about you. Hallelujah. That's victory. That is victory. Because that thought, that negative thought, it dies right there. As long as you and I choose to let the word of God take over. Hallelujah. And it starts to change us. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. Put the word in your mouth. Put it through your ears. Read it through your eyes. It will transform you from the inside out. You will not say, well, it's because I'm black that this happened to me. No, you will start to hold on to who you are. As a child of God, your identity as a child of God, that will supersede whatever anyone has ever said about you and I. And I'll share with you. I mean, around the time that um, I think it was, uh, was it last year, two years ago, around um, the George Floyd situation, you know, in my job, there was a lot of um, good feedback, honestly, because you won't deny that these things, they happen. You know, a lot of people are put down because of the color of their skin. This is America. It is a reality, but child of God, it, it's you, you also should not get to a place where you start to feel sorry for yourself because of the color of your skin, your identity, your main identity is you being a child of God that should supersede your color. And that should, otherwise, if you're not careful for me, I started to have thoughts that, well, so maybe this is why this did not happen. Maybe this is why that did not happen. Hallelujah. But then the word of God. Now I had to remind myself of the word of God. God's plan for me is for good and not for evil. Hallelujah. You know, men cannot open doors for me. It is God that will open doors for me. I, started, I went back to the word of God, whereby the word of God was telling me that his favor surrounds me like a shield. I started making those declarations. 
to myself that look god's favor surrounds me like a shield you know i'm like a tree i'm planted by the rivers of living water i started to remind myself of the truth of the word of god that i am fruitful no matter the color of my skin i'm fruitful and then i it started to go beyond myself i said to declare that for my children for my family they are fruitful too they are not going to feel helpless they are not going to be feel hopeless hallelujah even by the the grace of god will speak for them you know, the grace of God will speak for them all the time. The favor of God will, I, I said to declare that. Why? Because I saw, I looked at the mirror of the word of God and the mirror of the word of God told me how God saw me and it started to change me. No longer did I stay depressed and sad because of what I thought my reality was. I, I started to let the word of God and my identity as a child of God take take center stage and that's what god's desire is hallelujah that's what god's desire is the minute you and i start to take time to read to study to hear meditate and to speak on the word of god it will get on the inside of your heart it will start to transform every area of your life if it's your business start to speak to your business if it's you know I have the wisdom of God. I know what to do. The Holy Spirit leads me into all truth. He shows me things that are to come. I have strategy. I have ideas. I'm not helpless in this world, you know? But again, you have to discover those promises and then you start to partake in your heavenly nature. Hallelujah. In this life, not when you die, but right now, that is how you and I, we start to believe the word of God and you start to experience the word of God. Hallelujah. Let it not surprise you when the word of God starts changing those meetings that you thought will go one way. But because you have taken time to declare the word of God. Hallelujah. You have taken time to pray in the spirit. You start to now, now you start to now exert your influence as a child of God on that situation. God did not desire, God does not desire that you and I be in a helpless situation, that we remain, think about it, when the, when the Goliath was taunting the children of Israel. Oh my goodness. Imagine somebody comes up every day to come and his whole goal in life is to taunt you and to remind you people of how puny you people are. That's what Goliath and the Philistines were doing to the Israelites. And the Bible says they did that day in, day out. That's what the world does to you and I every day. The minute you and I choose to focus on the word, the minute that you are void of the word of God. And we thank God for tools. God has made tools available for us to hear the word of God. I thank God for you version. For me personally, I use a Bible reading plan that, I mean, and sometimes I'm just in a hurry that sometimes all I can do is press play and I'm hearing the word of God. And if I know that I haven't heard it enough, I will go back and replay it again. Why? Because the word of God is necessary. Hallelujah. It is necessary that my born again spirit be fed. The Bible says man shall not live by bread alone. You and I, we need the word of God to survive. We need the word of God to have the right perspective on issues. We need the word of God. That is how we start to submit to his word. And you know what? When you know the word of God, literally the devil will flee from you. That's what that James tells us. The book of James 
that's what the word of God tells us in the book of James. I have to look at it for that scripture. I had it at the beginning. He says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's James. I'm trying, I will find it in a second. Pastor Chuka, please, can you help me find the scripture? I think it's James 1, but I don't, um, I want to be sure about the scripture. I think it's James 1, 17, but I just need to be, to be completely sure. So in 2022, God is telling us this. Submit to my word. Hallelujah. Treat my word as though I was speaking to you. Start to believe that word like a little child. Hallelujah. Believe that that word is living and active. Hallelujah. They're not just mere words in a book. Those words are living and active. They create circumstances. But somebody needs to create those circumstances by putting the word in their mouth. Hallelujah. That's what God told um, Joshua when Moses died. He told him, look, keep that word of God. Joshua 1.8. Say, keep that word of God in your mouth. Keep, keep reading it day and night. I'm looking for that scripture so I don't paraphrase too much. He said, it will bring you good success. It will make your way prosperous. Hallelujah. That's what uh, that's, um, Moses was telling uh, Joshua. He says, it, it will, actually, God was speaking to Joshua in that scripture. He says, keep the word of God in your mouth. Let's read it. Joshua 1. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. He says, for then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's the power of the word of God. That is the power of the word of God. And I mean, there's like so many benefits to us being students of the word of God. So many. It's endless. Hallelujah. Um, that's why I said, by the grace of God, we'll continue. But really, what we just summarized now is that the word of God will change your thinking. It will transform your thinking. Because again, you start to see the, the thinking of the world is very different from the thinking of God, right? In the thinking of the world, right? In the thinking of the world, it's like, look, you give love to who gives you love. But the word of God is saying, yeah, give love to those who don't even deserve it. Bless those who hurt you. I mean, think about it. The word of God is telling you to bless somebody who cursed you out just yesterday night. That's what, that's, that's the love and nature of God. That's the family of love to which you and I have been born to. Love is central to our nature. And as you start to read the word of God, you start to understand the love and the mercy of God. And it starts to transform you literally from the inside out. Pastor Chuka, you wanted to share something? Yes, I wanted to say just two things. Thank you for sharing this word. You know, I want two things I wanted to say is um, the first thing is is that you know with the word, don't try to think how would it work <laughs> because that's what happened to us. We try to say we try to figure it out. How is this possible? You know, it's God's word, so He knows how He's going to make it possible. All your job is to say, I believe it. It's, this is for me. How is it going to work? I could kill it. It's not my word. It's not my word to make it happen. It's not my power. It is his power. So it's him that will take care of 
it's him that will take care of his word. It's him that will make that word come to pass. All our job is to do what? Do you believe? Yes, I believe. I believe it. So now when you believe it, the next thing I want to say is you need to act on it. It's easy, to, you know, we can, we can listen to the word, you know, but we need to act on it. We need to act on the word. We need to be able to act on the word at all times. You know, when you say you believe something, they act on it. If you say forgive, they forgive. You know, I, I was I was listening to somebody, you know, some some preacher one time, and I stopped listening to that preacher. When the preacher said, the preacher said, Oh, you know, you can forgive, but you can't forget. I say, Really? <laughs> then are you like God? The Bible says we are like God. So if we are like God, God forgave. He forgave and for, forgot everything else that concerned that issue. He never he does not remember our infirmities. Because if he does, we'll be in trouble. He doesn't remember it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to stop listening to this person because he doesn't know what he's talking about. So that's the key. The, the key is to listen. And this whole aspect of listening, going through the, to the, through the Bible, it's very important. And it's also important to listen to, you know, the teaching. You know, this teaching has, you know, come by. It gets posted on, online. It's good to go back and listen. Go back and listen. Fit yourself. Go back and listen. You know, understand. Where do you miss it? Understand. Go back and listen. You can also listen to the word by playing the word. You play the word. You put. The, you play the word. Put put earphones on. You play it because your spirit is alive. Your spirit is alive. Play the word. Play it. Play James. Play it, and you keep playing it. You know. I, I was I was with my my daughter and, and I was playing I was playing the word from James and it goes through there's something just whoa whoa I never saw it that way that's the way it is your spirit is alive your spirit is alive you you catch a bone whoa you get excited wow 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 because sometimes yes you you don't have the opportunity to read the Bible yes because you're so busy life is so busy but what happens you still have an opportunity to, to listen. You still have an opportunity to listen as you're driving, you're listening. You're, you're going, you're listening. You're cooking, you're listening. You're listening, you're tuning in. You're tuning in because you know what? You want God to speak to you because a word, a word from God at that particular moment can change your life for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it can change your life for the rest. You know, and that's why it's so important. It's like, this is a reminder for us to go back to our first law. Go back to the aspect of reading the Bible. Hallelujah. Go back to the place I want to hear from God. Go back and now act on it. You know, I was reading, I was reading, I was reading the Bible. I believe it was in James. It says that there are some people that have never obeyed the word. Hmm. They've never obeyed the word. It means that they did never take in the word and acted on it. The here, here. James also said it. He said, do not only be hearers of the word, but also what? Doers of the word. I can't, it's, I, it's something I, I'm, I'm trying to make us understand because it's, it's important. It's very important. Act on the word. Act on the word. Because let me tell you, let me tell you why you act on the word. Because that's how you get your miracle. Amen. When you act on the word. And that's how you can even trust God more. That's how you can trust the Lord more. 
That's why you can trust the word, the word more. You say, wow, I acted on the word and this happened. Whoa. So it means this word is powerful. Okay. So it means I can act on it again. And that's how you get better and better and better. That's how you get better and better and better. And you start, you start to trust God. You, as soon as you hold on to the word, you trust God, forget about it. Let me give you, let me, let me end with this thing. I know because we're, we're running, we're getting close to 130. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I, I said it before. I think it was in, I don't know when I said it, but I said it before. How during the economic downturn a few years ago, you know, we it was, there was, there was a, there was a, I think that was the time the, the real estate fell upside down and there was, there was, you know, there was famine, I would call it, in the land. And the Lord, then I was, I believe then I was, I was, I was, I was still a, a contract. I wasn't an employee. And a contractor, you know, if you don't work, you don't get paid. <laughs> but, you know, I said to, I said, you know, I said to, I said to tell God, I said, you know, you need to help me. You need to help me because the taxes, IRS doesn't care whether you, whether you worked or you didn't work, you know. So I say, you need to help me. And the scripture that the Lord took me to was, you know, in times of famine, Psalm 37, in times of famine, you shall have more than enough. Hey, I'm telling you, I got charged up. Hey, in times of famine, you shall have more than enough. I took that word. Each time I spoke it, I, I believed it. And I said, I have more than enough. I have more than enough. I have do you know, do you know that same time I got employed, I got a full-time position, the same company. I got a full-time position. I, I, was, I had more than enough. God was showing me that it is his word. It is his word that he has to perform it. The key is you have, you, you, us, have an obligation. Our obligation is to do what? Believe it and act on it. That's our obligation. It's not over it. everything is God. God has his own obligation. You too have yours. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Trigger. That is that is so true. Thank you for sharing that. You know. So um I am going to move on to another reward, right? Of continually submitting to the word of God this year. God's word really is a source of comfort and consolation. You know, because, you know, we're still, we're still in this world. So sometimes afflictions will happen. Sometimes we will deal with grief. Sometimes there will be situations where you are, you feel discouraged, you feel disappointed. Sometimes we're dealing with a painful situation. Maybe somebody has hurt us. Maybe a loved one has died. We can run to the word of God for strength, for healing and for support. You know, even though, thank God for people. God will also plant people around us that will be a comfort to us in a time of grieving. But you know, sometimes people, people that are really close to us, they still can't give us everything we need all the time. So God's word, it should become a source of help. At, especially when things look really dark and hopeless, you know, and we should start kind of normalizing it. You know how people in the world, when you are grieving, I mean, some people turn to the bottle, unfortunately, or some people have, they, they start really brooding in negative thoughts. And then it really starts to go from bad to worse, you know, ultimately 
again, the word of God is a tower. The word of God, the name of the Lord is a tower in which we can run to, you know, and I will share the scripture and then I'll share an example. Thank you, Pastor Chuka. If we look at Hebrews 13, 5, um, again, I'm, go I'm going to read it from the second sentence here, where my mouse is, is 5b. It says, for he, God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. Who is God speaking to? God speaking to you and I. The word of God is for you and I. It's not for some people that lived many years ago. It is living and active. Hallelujah. It is living and active. Hallelujah. And then he says, I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. That promise is God's word into for you and I. Hallelujah. For today and every day, any day we feel helpless. The, the word of God is a place where we can go and we can get comfort. Hallelujah. There's something about the word of God. It is, it's, it's almost like it has containers full of power, power to encourage and power to administer healing. Hallelujah. To administer healing and comfort. You know, if you are in a place, I don't know, if you're in a place where you are continually sad about something, the Bible also calls the word of God medicine. Take the medicine of the word of God. Remind yourself of the peace and comfort that only God can give. You know, and that scripture I share, that's not the only place where God sends his word to comfort us. It is consistent because it's as if God realizes also that we as human beings, that we have, a, there's a frailty about us, that there will be times when we need just him to comfort us. Isaiah 41 10 tells us, don't be afraid for I am with you. Yes, God is with you and I. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Yes, even if that situation seems like it is impossible, this is still God's word to you and I today. Don't be afraid. God is with you. You know, I remember when um, a close friend of uh, my husband and I uh, in the church, we lost him many, many years ago. Um, and we were close to the family. So at the day he was sick for a while, the day that he passed on, you know, we were all overwhelmed. We were literally all overwhelmed with grief, you know? And I mean, we went there because I'm, I'm still very good friends with his wife, with the, the, with the wife and the children. But it, it seemed like there was only so much we could do to help them, right? The best thing we could do was to pray for them. We prayed for them. We prayed with them you know, and then you know what, um, what felt like comfort, everybody visiting, they visited and sharing the word of God with them. Why? Because we believe that word to be sufficient for the comfort. Hallelujah. So think about it. Jesus, the Bible calls Jesus the word of God, right? It says, uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So Jesus is the word, 
So imagine how much power God administers when that word of God is being ministered to us or when we choose to hold on to that word of God. So I encourage us, I don't know who, I don't know in any area, anybody might be sad this morning. The encouragement is that, look, even when it seems that nobody can understand it, Jesus understands it and God has gone ahead of you. You will get through it, even if it feels like you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. God's desire is to lift you up. His word is there to breathe hope into your mind, into your will, your emotions, and your spirit. You know, so be encouraged. Hallelujah. Be encouraged. Be, be strong in God. Take that word and let it be the medicine that you are taking. However many times you have to take it, let it build the courage that you need in your heart. And that is the power of the word of God. Hallelujah. So I'm going to round up here. By the grace of God, we will continue potentially in another Sunday school, you know. So um, we're going to take some time to pray.